Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Happy 1st of August. I'm Greg and welcome to the Daily Bible Wrap-Up. We're starting another month. And as always, we continue our readings following along in the Nikki Gumbo reading the entire Bible in 2023 reading plan. Our readings for today that we are going to summarize, talk about, and maybe opine on are Psalm 89, verses 46 through 52, Romans 14, 19 through 15, 13, and First Chronicles 11 through 12, uh, 22. So we'll start out <clears throat> talking about our Psalm reading, Psalm 89. We're continuing there. And quite honestly, some days I get more of the Psalm and Proverb uh, readings. Some days I get less. And today is the latter. It seems that the psalmist is yearning for intercession from God, but still waits patiently in faith. And I suppose that that's the lesson here, but that's really all that I have as far as like notes and commentary for the psalm portion. Romans, we're in New Testament, Romans 14, starting off at verse 19. So we are to aim for harmony in the church and to try to build each other up. That can be difficult because we are flawed beings. We have to guard against getting so caught up in heated theological discussions that we cross from trying to lift up others to proving that we are right. And we see this a lot with all the different denominations out there. It's like, well, um, no, you can't have instruments or you can't have instruments or you can't do this sort of um, routine or you have to do this or you're, you're only saved if you eat our bread and you can only eat it in a certain way. I, I mean, there's a lot of things that get away from the core message. And I think that it subtly does more to divide us than to unite us. And certainly I can see the reason for having those different denominations. So sometimes it takes, in that sense, different paths and a way to reach Jesus, for, for us to reach Jesus, to get to know Jesus. I mean, for me personally, I found that the Catholic faith was not one that totally got me into the relationship that I felt I needed and actually yeah, interdenominational Bible-based churches is where I have found that purity of relationship. But that's me. That's nothing against any other denomination. What works is really what's important. Um, those divisions are subtle ways the enemy divides, but if we're aware of that, that awareness will mitigate the risk. And remember, we're caused to, we are called rather to not cause others to stumble. Now, for me, as an example, that would mean don't invite me to a bar, just be because I'm currently in the early stages of developing new habits of forsaking alcohol. Because it, drinking alcohol, as I've mentioned before in this podcast, I find takes me away from God, and I have made a conscious, intentional decision as a direction in life to do more, to be closer to God. And I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about drinking, and I'm certainly not con condemning those who do it. And, and for me, it wasn't a matter of any sort of addiction or any problem like that. It's just, it's just a lifestyle choice that I've made, but I can be weak. And if I'm invited into that area uh, and, or hanging out with folks that I used to drink with a lot, if you will, or just drink with, then there's that temptation to go back on something that I'm intentionally trying not to do. 
So if you know that about me, just don't tempt me. I just use that one as an example. Um, quote here from the reading, if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. And so I have doubts about drinking alcohol for me for the reasons that I just mentioned. So I obviously would add drink to what Paul said. Now, Paul sums it up broadly. He says, quote, if you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. Now, that doesn't go the other way. And what I'm talking about here is as an example, like murder. Murder is a sin, whether you believe it is or not. So I can almost see that this verse, most likely this one quote, and I'm going to say it again, if you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning that those who are influenced by the enemy would say, well, if you don't believe that it's sinning, then it's not sinning. It's all good. It's in the Bible. It says it right here. Paul says it, right? No, no. Again, context, understanding the whole story. That is not certainly what Paul was talking about. We should we, we, we who are strong must help those who are not. Paul also says this is about building each other up who are in the faith. Quote, we should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. End quote. Now, we are to share our faith, not keep it to ourselves. And this is something that I'm exploring even more so now. I find myself getting more and more into this idea. And, and I've talked about it often on many times here in my notes and all of that. And that is you, you, the faith journey doesn't end at baptism. It, it really, really, that's the beginning start there. It's like, now that you're baptized, now that you believe, now that you profess your faith, now what? What are you going to do with it? Well, you're built to do something with it. That's what he's talking about here. It's like, we, we should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. Being saved, that's again, just the beginning. And Paul reminds us that Christ came to serve. So if Christ came to serve, isn't that a pretty good sign that that's what we should be striving for as well too? Do something with your faith. Don't just rest on it. Yes, you're saved. Now help save others. I got a buddy of mine in uh, my uh, men's church group. He says, you know, and I think he's early 60s. He said, you know, for the rest of my life, my goal is to, is to not only get to heaven, but to take as many people along with me. And yeah, I can't say that there's anything wrong with that. First Chronicles 11 is where we're at in the Old Testament. This is retelling the story of David becoming king from his anointing at Hebron to his capture of Jerusalem. Then David's mightiest warriors are listed along with their prime accomplishments. So the three and the 30. We've discussed this in Kings a while back. Again, a lot of this is rehash. I did not go through as to see if there's any new information here or if it's presented a little bit differently, but I really don't understand as to why some stories and facts are repeated in Chronicles, except for that maybe Kings and Chronicles seem to have been have different purposes and written for different audiences. I'm, I'm not really sure. This is something that, as I continue my own biblical journey, I will probably have a better clarity. But for now, this is my reaction. I share it with you. First Chronicles 12, we start out. Then the warriors that joined David at Ziklag, lag, while he hid from Saul, are listed. I think this is the beginning of David's 600 men beyond the 330, the 3 and the 30. 
Verse 22, quote, day after day, more men joined David until he had an ar a great army like an army of God. That's it for today. Catch up again tomorrow on, I guess that would be Wednesday. I hope you have a wonderful day and that you live today as if the king is coming back today. Take care. Thank you.